following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Studio A is where we are. Uh, episode 337. Uh-huh. It, it occurs to me that I forgot to label the last one. <laughs> last week, I'm just never looking at the actual Podbean page, and I didn't put the episode number up there. I'm, not, I, I'm at a quandary with that. Sometimes uh, I, I think iTunes has issues with it. Um, they're saying some people say, "Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't number them, you shouldn't slug them, you shouldn't do." You should, um, why y'all gotta tell me what I can and can't do? I mean, I'm just sitting here running my mouth. That's all it says. There's nothing more to this. This is just disposable content. <laughs> Sometimes it'll hit the trash before it's even listened to. I get it. Uh, it's a Sunday. It's the 26th day of July. It's the date of production here in. Uh, in uh, in the old in the old studio <laughs> in the home studio the home office get the joke see home office yeah. well it is the home office of the whole goddamn company but you know still be that as it may <clears throat> and it's hot and it's rainy and it's um, it's what it is and uh, it's busy around here I got a few things to do today with this show and because that's the thing and we're gonna get into this a little bit later on I I, I maintain a very busy lifestyle I have a lot of things that they, they keep me going. Uh, uh, those of you who know me uh, know exactly what that's like and, and uh, what, what I what I can do. So um, uh, I, I have a, a busy afternoon and evening. And now clearly, usually on Sundays, I'm in uh, over at Studio uh, B Sunday nights uh, for the uh, Booze and Blues show. But thanks to this COVID nonsense, um, that's, that's not going to happen again. March 26th, I think is where, where's my calendar? I think it was, it was it, was it March 20, 21st? That was no 22nd. March 22nd was our last booze and blues show. Yeah, I think that's what it was. That's what Natalie was telling me. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, because we just, we had to, we had to take matters into our hands and to, uh, use the old out of abundance of caution and not put put anybody at any risk of of getting um, um getting sick and you know with all the musicians that travel down through you know down through the studio and whatnot it uh, you know it just increases that opportunity to 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 make that happen so no we're not <clears throat> we're not doing that but there's blues music on later on tonight I know I'm doing this kind of a little bit backwards so uh, so there you go <clears throat> also I want to make note of uh, today. Uh, today is the uh, birthday of our longtime contributor to Radio Memphis, Mr. Pablo, the pool boy. Uh, Paul Daniels is his name. Uh, Pablo's been uh, with us, like I said, since day one. Uh, he lives in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's um, uh, he, w- he used to live here in this area. And uh, when I used to work for the other station, that's where we all kind of got hooked up. And uh, um, he's a very, very kind soul, very good man. And uh, today's his birthday, so... There you go. Happy birthday, Pablo. Didn't get a chance to mention it on the air, but uh, but there's there is there is that, you see. As I peruse through social media, what are we going to get into this time? Well, it's part of what my uh, my entire schedule is about um, because I, I've diversified myself. And it's not a good thing, really, um, because it goes into the whole notion that perhaps you can multitask. 
you can do a lot of different things, but you can't do a lot of different things at the same time. That's 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 the lesson that we've all have been trying to learn. The good thing about being in our quarantined situation where we have we have put ourselves uh, out of rotation, if you will, is that we are, you know, we're, we're, we're continuing our projects that we work on, right? We've got things that we do. Some of us have been fortunate enough to be able to work from home. Some of us, uh, <clears throat> not so much. And, um, you know, you, you're trying to keep busy. You're trying not to just fall into the, um, uh, the downward spiral of nothing to do but watch TV and eat burritos. As good as that may sound, after a couple of days of that, <laughs> no, because you do want to feel somewhat kind of productive, and that's part of the that's part of my nature. It's part of what I am. It's 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 who who the things who who what makes me. You know what you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm always busy with something between Radio Memphis and everything that surrounds that. This show, uh, of course, the morning show, um, and uh, some of the things that I do. We'll we'll get into a little bit later on. I mean, I I it's a sense of accomplishment when you get something done. And even though it seems like you've got a lot going on at the same time, you kind of do, you kind of don't. It's a matter of scheduling and blocking out your time to make that happen. For example, while I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm cruising through uh, uh, the Facebook feed looking for anything that's going to gather my... God damn, that's an ugly kid. Whoo, Lord. Y'all took a picture of that baby and put that up on social media. God damn. Lord have mercy. So there's that. <clears throat> Uh-huh. So, uh, so at any rate, um, so yeah, I mean, I uh, see, see there, I just proved my point. You can't multitask because I was going somewhere with all this and there was an ugly baby that showed up on my Facebook feed, which I should just unfriend you for on principle. I've been on an unfriending kick here lately. <laughs> it used to be, it was like, oh, oh, somebody wants to be my, oh, sure. You know, I wouldn't go through their feed or, you know, see who they are, what they like, what they, God damn, there's a lot of Nazis out there. <clears throat> still purging them. Yeah, I'm just getting them out of there. Ugly baby can stay, but goddamn, you know, you're going to sit here and run um, your hate speech in front of everybody. It's not, no, not my, not my, not my, uh, not my space there, pal. And you can unfriend me for that. I don't care. Um, it's, you know, life's too short to be wasting my time worrying about that kind of stuff. I hate too many other things aside from people. But oh, damn, that baby's going to haunt my nightmares. All right, we'll pause. We'll be back. We'll get into it. It is uh, it's stuff. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about uh, one of the things that I do. It involves a magazine. And it's coming up out of this very, 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 very brief break right here from Radioland. Don't go away. Wizards is corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. You must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. So, yeah, we all do different things these days, right? It's kind of the, the days of the 8 to 5 or the 9 to 5 job or whatever you want to call it. Um the cubicle land there those jobs are there uh i know there i know some people that, that that work them but they're not as plentiful as uh as as you um as you would think um thanks to the changes that have gone on in this world and the rise of the gig economy which is a thing 
and the prevalence of the economic situation, uh, you know, a lot of folks left out of a job, a lot of folks trying to figure out where they're, you know, where, where they're going to pay their, pay their bills from. So we're all doing different things. Um, that's just what you do. You know, you, uh, you, 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 you stay after it. You do what you can. The, the days of the gold watch at the end of the, of the uh, career <clears throat> are kind of done. And that's usually from a job that nobody really wanted to do anyway. It was just, it was, it was a thing, you know, you grew up and the old man said, son, you're going to go get a job and you're going to stay with that company for 30 years. And then, uh, you're going to get uh, a pension and, and you'll have insurance and you'll have benefits and you won't make all that much money, but it'll be by God, it's something to do. And you go to look at it and you realize, well, Hey, I don't want to do this. <laughs> this is not what I want to do. This is not my calling in this world. And uh, B, uh, everything else is correct. I need the insurance. I need the money. I need the, I need the thing. I fortunately have been able to avoid a lot of that. But I was also one of these guys that worked in a lot of different capacities. I did things that I, you know, just to try them out, right? That's what your youth is for. Best job. One of the best jobs I ever had was being a dishwasher at a steakhouse. That was really one of the best gigs I could ever imagine. I was 16 I think it was 16, 17, maybe I got this gig, uh, working in, in the kitchen at a, uh, at a steakhouse in San Antonio, Texas. I don't even remember the name of the place, but I don't think it's around anymore. I never ate better in my life. Uneaten halves of steak, lobster tail shit came home with me. I fed my whole family with, <laughs> with what nobody else wanted. And I know there's some of you listening going, Oh, well, damn, that's just gross. It's not, dude. You, you know, it's not like they pick it up with their hands and eat it. This is a classy steakhouse. They use silverware in joints like this, you know? And somebody would get like the steak and lobster and they'd have like one bite of the lobster and go, ah, it's a little sweet for me. <laughs> Bitch, that's coming home. I mean, that's what we did. Steak sandwiches and lobster tail, man. It's ate well, made a decent bit of money. Of course, I was living at home. It was a great job. I hated to leave it. I really did. I, I didn't. I didn't want to. I, I didn't really want to grow up. <laughs> and some say I've achieved that, that I have not grown up, and that's 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 kind of what it is. And, and may, that may very well be the case. And throughout my life, I've done a bunch of things, and of course, ultimately settling into the broadcast business for whatever worth that is, and doing this, and uh, working in radio, working in television, did some film work. I am also. Uh, some may not know this. I'm one of the voice actors at Audible. Um, and not that it's not that it's not. I know it sounds more lofty than it really is. It's it's not. Uh, I'm, anybody could really do this. You have to audition and you know have a studio and you know be able to put out uh, good quality material. But yeah, I've done like fifty books through Audible. So I'm on my fiftieth now. I think something like that. I've been doing that for a while. Pay, pays pretty good. I can't complain about that. Some of the content it's different. I'm in. A, I'm in. A, I'm doing one right now. I'm in the middle of one on on uh, foster care. And it's it's the stories. It's, it's these first person narrative of these uh, these people that had gone through foster care, and they're telling their story of what that was like for them. And uh, it's fascinating. It really is. <clears throat> and uh, but uh, but yeah, there's always something in the pipe uh, on that. And 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 like I said, it pays well. It does what it does what I need it to do for me, and I enjoy it. And I can sit here and run my mouth on it and get paid to do so. Turns out these people are really picky about the way things are done, but that's how that is. That's the job. You, They hire you to do the job. You do the job, and that's what it is, right? 
of course also uh everything at pirate radio studios is you know that's 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 a that's a very hands-on uh nitpicky sort of the sort of thing it, it keeps me it keeps me uh, uh very busy there which is fine that's another thing now here's what i want to get into it's another thing that i do <clears throat> i'm also a writer for uh a, a magazine a locally it's a nationally owned magazine with a local franchise here in Memphis, specifically, specifically the Cooper Young area. And uh, if you're a homeowner in this area, you get this magazine, whether you want it or not. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm a columnist for it. And it's uh, it's at the corner of Memphis Music is the column. It's usually in the back of the uh, back of the thing. And uh, I've gotten to know the people that that run the local uh uh, the, the local uh, deal for it. it's uh, Midtown Living is what it's called, the magazine. And it's owned by Be- Best Life Media, I think is what it is. Now, they're everywhere. They're, they're all over the country. There's uh, there's a version of it where my father lives uh, outside of Canyon Lake, Texas. Uh, there's uh, uh, a lot of major cities have it. There's like, I don't know, 7 billion versions of this magazine that's out there. And they rely on their local people to uh, provide the content and they sell the ads and all that fun stuff. And that's just what, that's what they do to keep it going. And uh, Alan over there at, uh, uh, at uh, Midtown Living uh, approached me and said, hey, um, I'd, like to, I'd like to ask you if you would be interested in, in uh, providing some content for us under the, you know, the subject matter of Memphis music because there's a lot to be said about it clearly because, you know, Memphis music being what it is. And with the radio station, I, I have a, literally a never-ending supply of people to talk about and talk of. And uh, my thought was, well, sure, and it as still is, sure, I'd be more happy to help you out. You know, it's it's not that big a deal. It's a, I don't know how many words it is. It's uh, it's I, it's hard to it's hard to describe. I, I have a different format of it. Anyway, I sit down. Usually, it's it's like I said, it's a monthly deal. I sit down about oh about ten minutes before it's due, and I, and, and I bang the thing out. I'm exaggerating, of course, but I have a deadline that I meet, and I hit it usually, usually uh, within reason. And everybody has been very, very uh, kind about it. And you know, in it, we've we've had I've done it. I don't know, eight or nine episodes or eight or nine episodes, eight or nine uh, months of it. And you know, there's there's ta- there's I, I'll feature a musician, I'll feature a band. Uh, maybe a new album that has come out, something that's happened in the studio, and I said an interview. I'm, I'm speaking about this person or that person, and you know, just haven't having a time. Well, when the pandemic became an issue, the past several months have been, have have been kind of about that. It is the elephant in the room, isn't it? Right, you know. And here in Memphis, a lot of musicians have been not, you know, they've been cast aside. You're not working. You're not doing anything. The bars are closing. Uh, there was a time when they were all closed. Some of them they tried to, but I think just Be- just recently Beale Street's closed back down again. At any rate, all of these things are happening, and these full-time professional artists are not working. And so uh, I did a thing about that, uh, you know, about how they're, how they're streaming and how they're trying to cope. And it was, you know, it's a benign topic, really, you know. But it's interesting. I thought it would be for people that, that are interested in how how – uh, people in show business live and 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 react and and all that stuff. They would they would look at this sort of thing, right, and read about it and understand what it's like to be a uh, a working musician in the time of a pandemic. Great. Apparently, they had a problem with it, but nobody said anything to me about it. And what I mean by they, I'm not talking about the local office. I'm talking about the national office because they're the ones that have to oversee all of this. Okay, great. 
they gussied it up a little bit and they and and, and that, now the one that came out this month uh, for July or August or whatever it is I forget, I don't know how they count it I just do it by the date anyway <clears throat> any rate um, I think the one I'm writing next is about for September so it would be the August issue so any rate I talk I talked about the article is called music to protest by and it's about the history of Memphis music. Uh, and uh, how it has been shaped over the years uh, due to various societal changes and things like of that nature, you know? The 60s here in Memphis were a very different, different time. And music here was, of course, you know, the, you're talking about the birthplace of rock and roll. It happened here. And, you know, all the way up through the assassination of Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, here in Memphis, there's been you know civil rights protests and all of these things. It all happened here in this area, and music was deeply shaped by this. And sometimes the other way around, music would shape the the tone of these protests. Well, here we are in 2020, and we're still dealing with these things, right? There's still protests that are happening. And and I was what I was getting at with the article was that you know right now there are artists specifically out of work thanks to the pandemic that are watching these things unfold in the news about uh, uh, civil unrest and, you know, civil equality and humanity and just, you know, being an all-around decent individual that are probably writing music about these certain matters. That was really all I was getting at. Well, the national guys, and by the way, this episode is probably going to get me fired from them. <laughs> and if it does, it does. I mean, it's I, I get it. But I'll explain a little bit more here. So anyway, the national office, the local office, first of all, Alan and Alan and then they were like, hey, this is fine. I love it. This is great because, you know, Alan's a musician. He understands it. And Alan's like, you know, hey, I don't have a problem with this because if they did have a problem, they would kick it back. I have an editor over there and they'll say, hey, Rick, you mind if we change this to that or that? And I've always told them, I said, you don't even have to ask me. Just change it. If, if it doesn't, I'm, I'm easy going like that. I don't really care. Y'all know how I write. Just, you know, go with it. Well, apparently the music to protest by uh, got some got got a, a burr under someone's saddle there at the at the corporate headquarters over this whole thing, and they had a a, a meltdown and rewrote the thing <laughs> without telling me, of course, I rewrote it and sent it back to Alan, and Alan demanded that they take my name off of the article because it was had nothing to do with anything that I had written. And, you know, there was a, an email exchange between Alan and I about it. And I said, look, if they're if they're really having a problem, you can take out the political references that are in it because that's that's what it is. I mean, you can't get around it. There was there's there's statements that have been said in this modern day and time uh, that have musicians kind of worked up. And one of those comes from and this is in the article I referenced and I think it's been edited out. But I can tell you this. The reference inside that article came from the attorney general of the state of, no, excuse me, the lieutenant governor from the state of Texas, right? His name is Dan Patrick, not the guy on ESPN. This, that's a whole different guy. That's a whole different Dan. Dan Patrick, lieutenant governor from the state of Texas, said this, and I quote, there are more important things than living, unquote. And that reference came from the idea that we all needed to go back to work as soon as possible, despite the fact that there was a pandemic going on that were claiming lives of people left and right. This is before Texas, which is now a major hotspot of COVID-19, and they are bringing in refrigerated trucks to put the bodies in and just the ridiculousness of all of this that is happening. And it's, it's deeply troubling and horribly sad. And I made a reference to that and how musicians are wrapping their heads around that. 
Corporate would have none of this. As it turns out, corporate <laughs> corporate wants you to believe that it's all sunshine and puppy tails. That we live in a land that is free of conflict and that it it is it is uh it's 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 a world where everything is rosy and the magazine should reflect that in that we should only be putting stories out there for people to consume that would be you know oh look how wonderful this is let's meet this man this man is a musician he's a guitar player he plays on beale street every friday and saturday night and he blah 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 you know you tell his story and they want nothing they don't want to hear the story they want to hear about the fact that maybe he lived in a dumpster eating cat food for 30 days they don't want that they just want to, they just they don't want to hear the story that this perhaps this gentleman may have done 18 years in parchment prison for possession of pot. They don't want to hear that. They just want to hear that that here's this guy who who sits there in front of people and sings songs and plays his instrument and they throw little coins at him as some sort of romantic notion that he's a living version of Mr. Bojangles. My, the whole point of of the things that I do, whether it is this show in a spoken form or in a written form in a magazine, is to somehow maybe enlighten folk a little bit. I wasn't painting a shitty picture about music to protest by, for God's sake. That was not my intention. It was just to show that these are the things that happen in our society. And it does it does affect the arts, right? And that's key to everything that I was getting at. All of our artistic expression is a reflection, usually, of the things that are happening around us. An artist usually, usually is interested in one thing, and that is the response of their audience. A painter may uh, paint a a, a fantastic uh, abstract image, and they they will have their reasons for making that image, but they don't want to tell you they don't want to tell you anything else about it. Their their notion is you come up with what this is about. What does this say to you? That's why Banksy is so damn successful. That's a hell of a that's a hell of a trick that man pulled off. Musicians can be sort of the same way, but at the same time their music is pretty obvious, you know. Let's get along. Take me to the river. You know, all of these tunes that came out of here of of all, you know, the stuff that was, you know, about um, about life and love and, and, and trying to dream of a time when everybody could get along instead of having to worry about whether or not the hobnailed boot of society is going to be placed on the back of a black man's neck for no reason at all. Now, I say that here, but I didn't write those words. I didn't put that in the article. I kept it very, in my, I'm, I'm not trying to put myself on defense here, but, that, but I didn't give a shit. When they kicked it back, I'm like, whatever you guys want to do is fine with me. Kill the goddamn thing for all I know. And it, it, as far as I'm concerned, when media types, I don't care what, however you want to local or, or some giant conglomerate corporate horseshit thing that's just sucking the soul out of everything, wants to bury their heads in the sand over certain elements of our society because they don't agree with it. Well, we don't want our people to hear the stories of the poor downtrodden uh, musician out there that seem to can't get their shit together for whatever reason or another. I mean, come on. What do you mean you don't want to hear about it? You should precisely know about that. So those of you that are sitting there that are consuming that article should be able to read about what's going on on the other side of the street. You know? 
what went into making that song, you know? What was the fear? What was the what was the strain, the struggle, the weaknesses? What drove that artist to their knees before their complete emotion was laid down for all the world to hear in a in a tremendous recording? That's that's what that's about. And that's what I've tried to tried to do. Now, uh, the September issue is uh, is has not been written. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to write about. But I'm sitting there in that. <laughs> I'm sitting there in a. You know, for those of you who know me, would would be as, as amused about this as I am. I'm sitting here in a position <clears throat> where I could go one of two ways here, right? One of which is to bow down to the man and write uh i don't know uh peace love and pixie sticks type of deal about some uh some family of musicians that are living the dream life uh in the midst of a of a pandemic and they found a way to survive or or not i don't know i, I don't know of anybody who has to be honest with you but they're 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 trying to live and they're writing this all these feel good songs i could i could do that yeah i could and then there's the other the other is, I can go the other way, and I could write something that's going to be a little more pointed, backhanded, if you will, that talks about the really sweet, happy story, but bites the hand that feeds me, which is sort of funny because I'm not getting fed. Seriously, I, I'm, I'm, I volunteered my time to write this. I don't get paid to write this. I don't. I just do it because they asked me to. Alan said, look, if we get the column sponsored, I'll cut you in on it. I'm like, that's fine, whatever. I mean, I'm in no rush. I don't care. Glad to help. I look at it as a way to promote what the, whatever it is that I'm doing because at the end of every one of the columns, it says, hey, if you want to learn more, you can find me at radio-memphis.com or you can find this or you can find that. I mean, it's you know, I'm whoring myself out like, a, like the good prostitute that I am. So I'm at a bit of a crossroad here. <laughs> and this is where the fun part is because there's, you know, you, those of you who know me know, oh, you're going to write something horrific. You're you're going to say something, but see, here's the problem. As much as I would love to do that, and I may do it for my own edification, you see, just to the but get that 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 notion of catharsis to get that off of my chest. Submit that to uh, to uh, Alan and uh, the folks here locally, because they'll enjoy it. And and I have to I'd have to because I know they they wouldn't they wouldn't run it they it wouldn't get run even though they would like it they would say I can't run this because the corporate's gonna flip out <laughs> and have another article that I could I could write that I don't know might have some hidden undertones in there somewhere I don't know I I, I it's it it it's a delicious concept for me really because I could sort of savor the moment to figure out a way to. Uh, to be silly, right? To to be pointed, to talk about that very thing about why certain articles exist or don't exist, and why oh, let's just sit here and stroke everybody's ego because if we don't do that, then there's going to be problems. What a load of horseshit! Really, I mean, it's just, I mean, this is this is the problem. Print media has wrestled with this for hundreds of years. I get that. I mean, this is not this is nothing new. From anybody's point, it really isn't. Every writer in the world has gone through all of this. I just, in my particular, because I because I don't rely on this. I'm doing this, you know, you know, uh, as as a request from a friend, and I don't mind doing it at all. I, like I said a, a million times, I, I enjoy doing it. 
the issue is, and he and he copied me on the email he sent to corporate. Alan did that's <laughs> that said, you know, everybody likes what this guy writes. You know, even our designer loves what he writes. Our editor loves what he writes. You're the only ones who don't. And by the way, he's doing it for nothing. He's volunteered this. So if I'm going to shit all over this, then, you know, he, he could just up and quit and do something else. But see, here's the thing. I I don't have a, I don't want to quit. I really don't. I don't want to quit doing this because, well, Alan's a good friend of mine. And I believe in the things that he believes in. And he understands completely the point of view that I'm at. And he would, if he's listening to this, he will find this immensely delicious as well as I do. That's the whole point. But I know he's probably sitting there rubbing his hands together. Oh, goody. I want to see what this is. He's offered to, to like help write, write a book with me. I, I, and that may happen. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The whole reason why Radio Land began was I didn't want to write. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to write this story. I wanted to tell them which I've done for however many stinking weeks it's been. So I don't know what I may do. I, I, I might I might take the first letter of every paragraph and turn it into a phrase of delight and wonder that'll go right under the editor's nose. Now that that secret's out of the bag, that's probably not going to happen. But I'll come up with something, by God. I will. <laughs> and it will and it will be something. Uh, I don't know. Then again, I may completely cave in and go, okay, here's the story of someone... Overcoming hardship. They don't want to hear that either. <clears throat> they want to know that everything is peachy and nice and rosy and, and that this musician in their spare time likes to save puppies and plant, you know, gardens of mint and, and basil. That's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear they don't want to hear the truth. And the truth is life's tough. That's why they write this song. Yeah, that's why they say these things, because life is tough. That's what they're writing about. You know what I'm talking about? Check out Butch Mudbone. Right. Great blues guy here at local guy. He's got a song called bloody footprints. You should, you should listen to that tune. It's, it's out there somewhere. It's a true story. It's an absolutely true story. And, uh, you know, but if I wrote about that, <laughs> I'd have all sorts of trouble. I don't know. I'm going to dig deep into my, into my own brain and I'm going to find something that's going to make them a little nervous. That's my ultimate goal, I guess. I don't know. I, it'd be funny if, and, and here's here's the amusing thing is like I would just I would thoroughly expect uh, a call or an email from Alan that'll say, "Hey, listen, buddy, uh, sorry, but uh, you've been let go. <laughs> you've been let go from this job that you weren't getting paid for." It's like, are you kidding me? Really? It's like the time my wife got fired from a uh, a local radio station. Seriously, this is it's it was run by the public library, right? WYPL, the Y being your public library. And she would read, uh, she did, did do things where they, she would go into the studio and she would read like a copy of People magazine and they would record it, and it down to an hour and then they would send that out to broadcast and it was for the visually impaired to get a copy of the magazine. See what I'm saying? It's kind of cool. She got fired because she read some languages she, wouldn't, she was, wasn't supposed to read. I begged them for the tapes. <laughs> they were cool with it. I mean, they, they totally were. Uh, Josephine was, of course, embarrassed about it, but I, I had to explain it. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. We still laugh about it now, but still, I was like, I oh, really want those tapes. And they, were, they know me, and they said, oh, you, you can't do that. That would, that would cause you some weekends. <laughs> so I, I can tell you this, that no matter what happens in this saga over the magazine and it's and it's their apparent issue with yours truly, whatever happens, I'll be sure and share it here. How, how's that? That, good, that could make for a whole other episode. 
as as you do here from Radioland. The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And the Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. The notion that conspiracy theories are just being generated by the mass media, of course, is ridiculous. I mean, because we didn't have this problem before, right? And, and, and I'll be pointed about it. This was something that didn't occur four years ago. This wasn't. There were there may have been pockets and there may be those that some of those individuals be going, ah, I don't know that I trust it. Hey, this is a bias source. That's a bias source. It's whatever the case may be. But by God, now, everything somebody says something, they go, fake news. It's false news. It's a hoax. None of it's true. Bill Gates wants to microchip us all. There's no such thing as COVID. I mean, this stuff is just, it's coming from everywhere. And how do you stop it? It's relying upon the audience to stop it because the media can't. They really can't. I mean, those of us that work in this business, we have no choice but to put up with it and tell you what's right or what's wrong. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, you heard what's coming up next time on the program and uh, and more. Coming up soon, uh, here from Radioland, I've got a guest that will join us uh, probably for one or two, maybe two episodes, I'm not sure. Uh, she has uh, made an appearance over on um, uh, uh, the Radio Memphis <laughs> in the morning. Amy Sparopoulos, a uh, longtime television personality here in Memphis, uh, has uh, uh, has been hanging out with us like once a week. She just pops in and, and does the show with LJ and I. And uh, it's been delightful. We've had a, we've had a big, big time, lots of fun with it. And uh, I asked her, I said, uh, how would you like to come on this program onto Radioland and let's talk about TV. Let's talk about television news and all the ins and outs and the dirt and the, the, the you know, get, get our fingernails dirty and get down here and get funky and have some fun with it. What if we did something like that? And she immediately jumped out and went, absolutely. Where do I sign up? So sometime next week, she's going to be in the studio. Once we get off the air, I'm going to sit her down. We'll uh, get her loaded full of, uh, I don't know, Red Bull or something. And then we'll, uh, we'll have a chat. I'm just going to wind her up and turn her loose. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be an exclusive thing right here from Radioland. We'll uh, we'll let you know as we uh, continue on with that, right? So uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, in the meantime, as I mentioned earlier, uh, blues music tonight, radio-memphis.com. It will be uh, just music. Uh, there ain't going to be no chatting, no nothing. Just, uh, just kick back, enjoy the tunes, grab your beverage, whatever. Drinking with Dead People is uh, going along, having a fine time there. Picked up a few, a few new subscribers. Appreciate that. Uh, that is, uh, that's a fun show and I've, I've gotten some great compliments uh, from some folks and I really do appreciate the things that they have said, uh, and that they have really enjoyed what the, uh, what, what the, what the show is about and, and how the shows are done and, and it's, uh, it's big. So, uh, coming up tomorrow, Monday, 
That would be the 27th of July at noon central time. It will be the episode of Dorothea Winston. Um, uh, that will be happening. So uh, that'll be fun. If you don't, that's a, that's, that's a good one too. That's got it. That's, it's, that's Patrick Henry's daughter. You know who Patrick Henry is or was? Give me liberty or give me death. That's him. His daughter is here in Memphis. Well, her body is. She's her grave is here. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that story is coming up noon. Uh, tomorrow will be released on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search drinking with dead people and you'll see the show and it'll be uh, tons of fun. The Civil War, the one that's up there about that. Uh, there's, of course, uh, a yellow fever. The Tillman Bettis uh, deal is there. There's 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 a. There's a there's a few up there. So enjoy the show. Appreciate it if you like it. Subscribe to it and give us a share. That'd be big. That, that'd be big. So there you go. All right, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Y'all be sweet. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. For God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. <laughs>